And another one, um, not so much, well, musical, I do love it. Although, again, a lot of it's uh, you integrating your poetry into it. But like when I seem followed by night, I'm thinking, well, goodness, she definitely has a real understanding of dance. I don't know if there's a long instructional (laughs) history there, but you must feel like dance is very important, though, anyway, in some sort of like like expression or you you seem to have a good understanding if you're just doing this like you know just self self-taught but uh Ooh, thank you yeah. yeah that was the followed by night and dark night of the soul i feel mm. like also and similarly in that same period of time with hidden histories came mm. together beautifully out of nowhere and it did feel like um it was really encouraging because I had these ideas and I, you know, I'm influenced by a lot of different music, definitely. So I feel like dance is important in that repertoire, like of just having that energy um, and being like, you know, Aries naturally having these spikes of energy and, and, and needing to dance and needing to express that rhythm, those rhythms in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that was something I did really want to explore before, but didn't get the the chance. And those were my first um, attempts at, you know, finishing a song and standing by it and being like, okay, this is, I don't care if you don't know, like, if I don't know how to make proper songs or record things properly. And I'm not like, yeah, like a pop star like, who am I to create a, a dance track? And that's how I feel like a lot of people feel. They're like, it's hard to 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 explore that genre because it it's vulnerable in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it's it's, it's quite <laughs> vulnerable. Could, yes, you can end up being really bad at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just feel like I was like, um it is an important aspect and it's something that I'd like to bring to my live shows. Um, right now I've mostly been doing the, I have done a few uh, performances of those songs live, but mm-hmm. mostly those have been um, private and uh, I just want to find the right way to be able to bring that energy. Cause I feel like that brings back the energy I kind of had in, television road but in a different way of like having this like really strong backing energetic backing that I can feel like I can just kind of get freaky Mm -hmm. with and like just kind of get wild with um so I feel like those songs um will allow me to do that but I have to just figure out a way to to bring it like bring it full force and not have it like I, the the last thing I'd want to do is play those beats somewhere live and it didn't like hit you in the gut. Like it didn't like hit you in the, in the bones and make you like really move to it. Like I wouldn't want it to just, I wouldn't want it to sound hollow or shrill or, and you know, there are some um, technicalities that I'm learning about with recording and doing electronic music like that where it's like if you're gonna be loud and have music that like that Mm -hmm. um 
in your face it has to be uh leveled in a way and and performed and crafted in a way that that comes off like professional <laughs> some so i'm trying to get there i'm trying to to bring that that energy in it to feel real like for for it to feel like um you know i just want to feel um you know the little the the little beyonce or the little lady gaga and me gets to explore that like side of of bringing energy and dance to people and you know i listen to a lot of like al- alternative music but i definitely mm-hmm. have um a strong tendency to to r&b and and pop and electronic right yeah well, I, I think you've, uh, I don't know, you've, I, as mentally someone who doesn't have a, a deep understanding of dance, uh, you fooled, you, you fooled me, uh, cause I really thought, wow, she must, this must be like, I, I, I could sense poet, but I also could sense, oh, she must have a background in dance as well. But anyway, but no, uh, and I, and I, I, I want to live that dream. I want to okay. live that fantasy. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, you got, you had me anyway. Um, now I guess ironically, even though yes, you're doing a lot of things on your own these days. Um, but you've also, you know, you, uh, like it or not, you kind of have a leadership position, I think, technically or not with this, uh, with Peterborough's eclectic underground. And I was just curious how you think overall our community's eclectic underground culture is in late 2022. I mean, we've, it's it's faced a serious you know a number of challenges. A few places closing, COVID of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, how do you feel things things are at this at this time? Well, I definitely feel it's interesting to 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 be yeah kind of not one of the last ones standing, but definitely someone you know I've seen yeah a lot of artists come or go come and go our favorite venues closing one by one. It certainly does seem like a, we've had a hard couple of years. And uh, I, th- I feel like this year, especially um, this pa- the past few months, I feel like things are amping, like ramping up again, that people are, um, like sticking with their 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 passion and starting to come out more um i'm seeing like more i was feeling before like oh gosh there's so few artists and even like the some of the other organizers i i've talked to um and you know like electric city culture mm-hmm. council you know came to me and they're like we want to, we want different people, um, but it seems like it's the same few people, uh, uh, continuing music and art right now. And it, and it definitely is fewer people than before. So if we had a problem before, it definitely kind of concentrated a little bit more where, mm-hmm. um, there are the, the same few artists that just continue. And now, yeah, we're kind of like, um, elevating simply because like our names are um some of the the only shows being put on uh so it's a bit like i feel like it's important 
and why it was important like last year and and this year to do even these these few shows um to just encourage people and to not engage in the sort of like doomsy thinking because it does look pretty um dim and in, in, in the venue department even like it's less exciting to just play the same place over and over again or um you know we don't have a venue like the spill anymore that has regular yeah, yeah. music and all kinds of music and just like you know a go-to spot where where at any moment you could be seeing some some art mm-hmm. um i feel like that is the biggest loss and the hole that we have right now is we don't have any spot like that and every every venue wants to be that spot yeah and it's everyone is hurting i've seen the red dog <laughs> posts like some sad statuses saying yeah. we need bands we miss the old days where local bands would pack the place and you know television road back in the day yeah we would have a huge shows at the red dog um mm-hmm. now a lot of people don't want to go there they got a bad reputation a little bit with some people um and just you know it's a it's not the cleanest place <laughs> um so every spot kind of has like limitations in some way like some places are too small or they're very niche um have a niche of what they they play uh mm-hmm. or they're really big and then similarly it's like okay well if you don't have all this money to front then we're not going to have a, a show for you. And it's like, I feel like those bigger venues are also struggling because they can't get people in the doors and they want, um, you know, they're doing it now by getting some of these like really big artists. And there are some shows that do well, but then some shows they're like, yeah, how come people aren't co- showing up? Um, and I feel like the, for like a, a local band, um, the spots that you can go to right now, you know, there's there's luckily there's Jethro's now. Um, mm-hmm. They're filling a, a great need uh, that people uh, that we've we've really need Peterborough has really needed. Um, but they're a particular type of venue, and then um, you know there's the Black Horse, obviously, and uh, you know, yeah. the Gordon Best Theater, but then that's, for some people, that's too big of a place to to be playing. So there's this sort of, like, we don't have, like, a, a an appropriate, like, small to mid-sized venue that can, yeah, have, like, 50 to 100 people come enjoy themselves, whether it's a local show or maybe, you know, a regional act, you know, we have a lot of great Canadian musicians and musicians in Ontario um, that I think Peterborough, you know, could serve and could be a spot on their tour. You know, anytime people have shows between Toronto, Montreal, Kingston, Ottawa, it's like Peterborough could be on that, that tour on that map. Um, But if you don't have, um, if you don't have a good venue uh, that can, then offer a crowd and and 
I think all venues are struggling to know for sure what kind of crowd is going to show up for any show that they book. Um, then musicians are hesitant to book their their acts here. Or they ask for, you know, really high guarantees. And then the people booking the shows can't guarantee that because they're like, how are we going to get that kind of money in downtown Peterborough? It's it's I think a lot of promoters are struggling with that balance of like how do we support local artists because they bring a lot of people like local artists will bring so many friends and family and friends of friends um but then you know the bigger artists they might bring random fans but you know they have to charge a lot higher because they have no idea how many people will actually come so i don't know i feel like the the only thing that i feel like hopeful about is if you just I just have this feeling if you just continue doing your art and continue collaborating with other musicians so now that I see you know um bands like Effigy Girl coming out and and Mm -hmm. the Colton Sisters and and other other folks like that it's like okay well you want to play I want to play let's collaborate together let's bring our um crowds together let's pick this venue let's support this venue so i've been booking a lot of our shows at the gordon best theater because they have been really um they've you know it's not accessible it's up those big stairs but they've been really uh helpful and giving us the space and um it's a bigger space it's a nice space they have a sound Mm -hmm. tech like uh when we have those shows and we have those collaborations and we fill the house, you know, it gives you that hope of like, Oh, if we just continue this and, and this energy keeps going and flowing, um, you know, it'll only get better. Then someone's going to have that confidence. Let's open a new venue. Let's open in this bigger spot. Let's, you know, have these, you know, if there's like a, if there's a circuit or something, if, of, you know, all these underground artists and someone is able to help support us, like we will be supporting them as well. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful about Peterborough. I feel like the energy is there. People really want it. And they, and it's only a matter of time before um, we get spaces like that again and get people out again like that, um, both for local music and, and any music or art arts event really right. yes and you're you're reminding me what um guest i had on a while ago now uh, uh bennett baduki and he basically said that music should be like other art should be given public funds because uh oh yeah definitely because uh it's um yeah if we're relying on these venues, like you said, that are struggling a lot themselves. That's asking for problems. So, and in, mm-hmm. in this day and age. So, yeah. Um, now, am I correct in saying you like musically wise in an instrument sense, you are self taught on most things you play or? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Well, I have to then ask, uh, might sound odd to people, but it's how I'm interpreting you. Is there any instrument you can't play? Because I've seen you, you really are pretty good on the guitar when I've seen you. Piano, you seem to have it have down pretty well, and you always have some sort of rhythm or drumming in a lot of your pieces. So 
I know. Is there Thank something? You. Is there what? I, I guess I'll put it this way. Is there any instrument that you think of as closest to heart? Mm. You know, that that's hard because I really do love all my instruments. Mm. I I think I've played guitar the longest out of everything, but you know, my drum kit is very near and dear to me. I always mm-hmm. wanted to play the drums originally and I just never got the chance and then once I got involved with rock camp for girls and i had access to a a a kit and eventually they gave it to me and i was like yes my dream is true um so you know i picked that up over the last few years and you know it's hard to pick between the guitar and the and the drums like because i do feel sometimes like that drum energy is just like i have rhythm and i love it um but then like piano like keyboard is probably what's closest to my heart hilariously and that's what i'm worst at like it's uh it's when it's played Mm -hmm. i just feel like so much peace and i and i love i just love hearing people play piano and then i love learning it like I feel I've just scratched the surface I'm definitely such a beginner but it's been teaching me a lot about music in general so I felt like also like exploring it now it 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 teaches me more about music and then it like yeah it touches me in this deep way where I'm like oh did I have some sort of like I felt like I had an ancestor that brought the daft to me, like my, my Persian drum. I felt like, I felt like the drum was very like given to me by the universe and said like, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to play this, this, when I get into drums, I'm very meditative and I get very locked into this amazing world of peace. Um, but the piano, you know, like I just, I'm not good at it, but I, it, it gets to me. It gets to mm. me. I I have uh, so much love for people that that can play, you know, any sort of classical stuff or or jazz. Um, yeah, I I play drums, daf, keyboard, guitar. Uh, I explore <laughs> other 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 types of drums. Um, and I would love to one day learn uh, the the accordion, the sitar, mm. and the setar, which is like the Persian. There's all these like little like ouds and different uh, guitar-like instruments from the Middle East mm-hmm. that uh, I really want to get into. And I feel like I'm just never gonna have enough life. Like I'm I'm like, oh, I want to get this drum. I want to get the sitar, I want to get this, I want to get that, I want to play this, and I'm, and I feel like I could just play instruments and play music, like, and for the rest of my life, and still never play as much as I want. <laughs> well, that's a, it's quite a positive attitude. Okay, good. Well, well, there doesn't have to be one winner with the instruments, yes. So it's good you have these feelings about all of them. Um, and the harp. so, Ooh, that would yeah. be nice one day too. Harp is quite harp. lovely. Yes, harp is quite lovely. And you know, overall, am I correct in saying that 
musically, like one part of your identity is your Iranian background, like you said, has that really sort of as music has he given you like space to bring out that side of your identity that perhaps would otherwise, if you didn't have that, it would be like limited in this Canadian society sort of we live in right now. Yeah, I feel like it does give me an opportunity to, to, you know, experience, um, to share culture, but also experience it and experience like, um, things that I think are natural. Like I think, uh, because of my background and because of, yeah, what I grew up listening to or exposed to, it definitely has a lot to do with what's, what's, like the the type of sounds the 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 melodies the chords the even the way of like singing and stuff like that i feel like that's always a really strong influence and um you know growing up in canada you you obviously are able to share your diversity and you know everyone comes from different backgrounds and stuff but i do feel like as someone with such different intersections, because it's not just like my whole family. It's like, I have actually other, like I have mm-hmm. Polish, I have Polish, Ukrainian, yeah. Afghan, mm-hmm. like I have this very like international family and it's hard to just express any one thing, mm-hmm. but with music, why be- music and art is really beautiful is because it kind of is like a synthesis or like a, it's this this thing that brings things together. It brings different, uh, you know, music brings different elements together, different influences, just naturally. So mm-hmm. being able to have those aspects come out in the music is a great way to experience that culture and that background authentically and to feel proud about it too. It's that kind of... Um, what I was talking about earlier, getting that confidence and there is this tendency to kind of um, conform or shed ties with your more foreign parts of yourself. Um, so when you're, you get to have a space where you can share those aspects and then be celebrated for those things and not feel ostracized for those things or not feel like... Um, hidden or something you're you you just it brings this this level of um yeah just life peace of like oh i'm i'm accepted for who i am this is what comes out and it's different and it's fine and then you know when people ask me about the daf like i love talking about you know uh, persian rhythms and different theories about music and and different ways of experiencing music. Like a lot of people are always like commenting that I'm switching scales and, and rhythms and doing all kinds of things like that. And I'm like, well, that's just natural to me. And that's what I've also been exposed to are those, those different rhythms are those like in non-Western music, it's very normal to, to have different scales and changes. And um, I feel like, yeah, naturally bringing, I am bringing that that Canadian attitude of bringing all those different influences together and it being like a unique a unique uh mosaic of of 
you know, those influences. Um, so that's why I also feel like, you know, why Borderless is really important because that's the sort of, um, work that I'm really interested in is that, that cultural work of, of capturing the, the, this real, these really intersectional ideas. We have so many people in Canada that have different backgrounds and different cultures and it would be, a, it, it's, it's, it, it says a lot about, it's a very unique experience and every person that has their different um, backgrounds and intersections, they have this totally unique voice and this totally unique art um, and, and music and culture that comes from them. So Borderless was really also trying to like uh, bring light to that type of that culture and that um, raising it up and being like, yeah, it's to this is this is a uniquely uh, Canadian thing, you know. Um, these people should be celebrated. These these uh, these uh, niches or these very unique points of view. They might not um, relate to everyone, but it we all learn from each other that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's political too. It's like you know if you we all have these different ideas and it comes out of music and art, you know, mm-hmm. it's this, like, I feel like it's the, the roots to all social political change and, and, you know, what's happening in, in venues and on the street and in on stages is like, you know, reflecting what's really happening out in the world. Mm-hmm. Like. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so, well, you've said, uh, when you're playing Gordon Best and you're going to, uh, who you've have playing with you. So, um, I guess, um, I guess my last question would be like, um, are, are you hoping to have uh, new music released sometime, uh, later this year or early next year? And if so, uh, where can we look out for that? Yeah. Well, I really do want to release something by the end of the year because mm-hmm. I, you know, I have this thing where I need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would really like to have something for the year 2022, especially because I said I wanted so many things to come out in 22. It'd be hilarious if nothing came out. <laughs> so, and when it does come out, I will definitely be sharing it on my band camp as well as mm-hmm. putting it up on Spotify. Okay. All right. Great. Well, well, thank you very much. That was quite lovely. Um, I'll try the next few days to edit and put this together and I'll let you know when I have it done. And, uh, I also sort of do, uh, maybe it has to be an abridged version, but, uh, there'll be, uh, part of it that's played on Trent radio. I'm on. Tuesday nights. So awesome. Oh, well, thank thank you so much for thinking of me and including me and and for listening and and you know coming to to the Borderless show and I just really appreciate I feel very seen like mm-hmm. I really appreciate your your insight about um the music scene and and you know noticing the different things I'm doing and um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you've listened to it so closely, and um, you know it really means a lot to me. I think it was really cool to to have someone I totally don't know uh, reach out and ask me 
about um borderless and my and my personal music so i really appreciate you and i appreciate what you do and thank you so much tim i i i feel like my heart is so full right now oh well thank you i i must say too sorry if this is too much but i there is i i've had a lot of great guests on um and uh and all that but no one i've i i think you're like if I was to go back when I started this, which is about a year ago now, I think I was like thinking of you back about a year ago. I've, so I've been, I've been trying to like, um, I've been wanting to have you on for about a year or so. So yes, I'm glad it was um, able to happen. So yes, yes. Me too. Okay. I really appreciate that yes. so much. Right. Okay. Well, um, well, thank you very much for that. And I'm glad, uh, my, congestion stayed in place and I'll, I'll let you know when I have it done. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. All right. Well, take care. You too. Have All a wonderful right. weekend and I hope you feel better with each day. All right. Thank you. And yes, if I'm completely recovered, I'll, uh, I'll try and come out the 29th. Then. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to meet you. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Hey, take care. Have Bye. a good weekend. Bye. 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 Well, nothing more I can add to that experience than how it speaks for itself. Um, it really uplifted me. It makes, you know, kind of like what I was saying in our discussion. Uh, conversation is like more and more precious tool these days. We've had it interrupted and kind of taken away from us from various gadgets of the outside world that do not want people engaged in conversation, real conversation, not tweets back and forth, simple, natural conversation. Well, that's what I got with her. And I've, I mean, I've had that in pretty much every show, but she definitely understood it. Um, anyway, I did love that. So, um, So I hope uh, you're able to enjoy that like I did. Um, I'll be coming back again soon. Hopefully I'll feel a little more energetic for you next time because COVID will have gone and hopefully I'm not going to have these long-term effects. But I don't know. Anyway, you don't have to be playing the violin for me. So, I'll see you next time on Corner of Hunter and George, and I'll end now with the last track from, the title track, last and title track from her last album. Here is Shirazi with She, They, Zameen.